Welcome in to another edition of the Tavern Keg Podcast, episode 493. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. Charlie here with you to take you into your Friday. This is the 27th. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about annual Wisconsin traditions. Um, not in the sense you might think. We'll get into that. We're going to do Bucks expectations for the All-Star game. Well, we can preview. Thoughts on Denver, New Orleans, Giannis, Team Cabin, a whole bunch of stuff for the Bucks, And then football, if we could take one thing from the four teams left and apply it to Packers, what would that be? We'll also get Mitchie's prediction. Uh, so we'll have three different predictions. We'll see if Mitch is the same as Shay Ken and I. You can go listen to Keg Jams if you haven't already. Mitch, what's happening? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. Uh, yeah. Excited to uh, get into this one. I'm a little, little tired. You know, I've been getting yeah. worked like a rented mule at the, at the, <laughs> at the coal mine the last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, Mamba mentality. We, no doubt. we charge forward. Yeah. Um, two things on that. Number one, um, I could really make you sick here and tell you that this is my first week on the day job in the last six or last five. That's a full five day work week for me. Same. Same. Okay. So you're not alone. I, so yeah, honestly, the last, I think that that's part of this. I mean, not, oh, not, totally to, not, not to get into uh, no. to, uh, uh, too much of a side tangent here, but <laughs> I took, I took a long weekend because we had MLK day off. Right. So I, I got that Friday off before that. So I took a four day weekend. And ever since I've been back, the the, the latter the four days last week and then all this week has just been just how just been fucking so busy. And then just how uh, how in the south. Um so like but if you go over the last like since November first, I've probably worked like three full weeks. Yeah. I'm probably something similar too. And yeah, it's just maybe a little, actually a little more than that. But still, like, yeah, it, this week has felt just extremely long. So I'm happy it's here. Um, and then the Kobe thing, obviously, yesterday was the third year or the third year yeah. of the death anniversary. Obviously, never forget that. I mean, for me personally, it's all it's always something I remember because, and I've told the story before on a podcast, but, like, it was the thing that kind of, turned around me and I was pretty down bad. I was laid off from my job. I was really feeling bad about myself and really, really in a rough spot. And like, then I started hearing all these Kobe stories about how like he was just this tireless worker and it kind of made me feel like a pussy and made me feel like I wasn't, wasn't going through it. So if you, I know there's a lot of layoffs happening, a lot of sad shit, a lot of stuff going on in the world. And I just would recommend people if you're going through it, List, read some Kobe stuff, listen to some Kobe podcasts. Like I'm telling you, it will help you and it will pull you out of your funk. It, it did for me, at least. I think it will for a lot of people. Should I be like that loser Jason Tatum and wear my Kobe Bryant uh, elbow band to, to work tomorrow? <laughs> no, uh, no, you shouldn't. Uh, Tatum, the Tatum Kobe thing is really interesting. Like if Tatum ever went to the Lakers, I think Boston fans would have an absolute meltdown. But I can't say it's not on the table. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean Tatum's not really the the guy the type to force a trade. No, no, no. I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't yeah. really leave Boston. No, I'm not saying he would force a trade. I'm just saying, like you know, if it maybe after the second contract, right after he he'll get paid, he'll get his big money. He already has. Um, but you know, maybe that after that second deal or that third deal, it's like always oh, on the Lakers to you know, kind of live it out for Kobe. Yeah. yeah Wouldn't maybe. surprise me. Would not surprise me. 
Um, speaking of contracts, <laughs> speaking of uh, guys who are living out their legacy. Uh, so we're going to do annual traditions here. And it's not what you think. It's not, we're not going to be talking about jump around. We're not going to be talking about the Lambo leap. Uh, we are actually talking about some tongue in cheek traditions. Um, just because there are certain ones that are, are bubbling to the top. One being Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about our favorites. Just talk about stuff that like, just really quick that just are like every year. It seems like they, we just can't get away from it. No matter how hard we try, we always come back to these topics. And Rodgers is no different. It's a Rodgers watch again. We had one quiet year last year, and now it's just the same shit where we hang hang over every word. Romeo Dobbs today. Was last year quiet with Rodgers? Because he didn't, didn't even have the contract. I mean. Yeah, well, the contract got signed, like, the first day of the season. Like, you know, it was, like, March 11th or 12th and Rodgers had a deal and that was the same day Russell Wilson gets traded to Denver and everything was kind of done deal and after that it was pretty silent I mean Rodgers didn't show up to OTAs and everybody made that a thing um and and everything else but now it's like everything is a potential 10 minutes on first take or get up like Romeo Dobbs saying that he didn't hang out with Rodgers outside of the outside of Green Bay or outside of the locker room outside of football. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. you know, he just said he didn't, didn't hang out. I happened to catch an interview on uh, CBS sports radio. He did a couple of them conveniently uh, within like an hour uh, <laughs> because of our friends at Panini America. So maybe, maybe they'll send us a check for mentioning that. Name. Yeah. Yeah. You might uh, but uh, yeah. Um, they asked him like, so what's, and obviously you you knew she was it was Maggie, Maggie and Perloff, you know. She's yeah. like, What give us a good story about outside of football with Rogers? And he's like, Um, well, I never really, you know, it's mainly just football, you know. And they're like, Wow, you know, like you've never he's like, Well, there was a there was a, a time like a Halloween party that was like a team thing that we, you know, and that was pretty much it, he said. So uh yeah. Well, Interesting to hear. Well listen, I'm not surprised. For- I mean, how many people I saw this on Twitter, so I'm, I'm lifting it from somebody, but like how many people that are 17 years younger than you or 17 years older than you, do you hang out with? Right. I mean, well, yes, it's different though, but is it though? Is it though? Like, is that, is it really that different? I don't know. I mean, if you're on a, and I'm not saying that it matters because I think that, you know, there's 53 guys on a roster. However, you would you would think that you're a, you're an athlete you're a professional athlete it's your it's a a literal team environment you know you'd think that you'd want to at some point take take the receivers out for dinner or something maybe I mean yeah that's fair that's I I'll acknowledge it that 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 is fair but and... I do understand that Rogers seems to be a very um he's got his people and that's and that's it. Clearly yep. that, 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 that's, that's fine too. Um, but I don't know. Like, yeah. And I think if I, I was, think... A, if I made $50 million this year, I probably would, would, would find the the wherewithal to take some friends out to dinner or some, probably. Or some yeah. coworkers, especially when, you know, we all work the same fucking schedule. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, no, saying. it's, it's a fair counter. I think that is a, a true, truly fair counter. 
And we're going to have to keep doing with this Rogers tradition, at least for one more year. Uh, we'll see if it, well, it might, it might be over this annual tradition might end, but we're going to have to, we're, it's not like Aaron Rodgers is going to go away. Even if he gets traded, I think that's the funny thing. Like, you know, some people have built their whole personalities around criticizing Aaron Rodgers on Twitter. So it's like, they're going to keep talking about it. Like, it's not just going to go away. They're not just going to file it away and be like, all right, we're going to stop talking about Aaron Rodgers now. Like that's that's just not how it works. It goes to the Jets, it's gonna well, be, exactly it's gonna be oh my god! Like, can the Jets win a Super Bowl? Can the Jets win multiple Super Bowls? Is this like when Peyton Manning went to Denver? Like, you're gonna hear all that shit. Like, and you're and everyone's gonna have to take it. And look, I I hope people are ready for that. I don't think people are. Like, I think every, there are a lot of people who want Rodgers gone without understanding the consequences. And a lot of these annual traditions, there's a couple others that I have here where it's like, they, people just don't understand what the consequence uh, kind of looks like right now. And that's that's there. So, Mitch, I will pass it to you. I don't know if you have any – do you have any other Packer annual traditions before we move on to another team? Oh, um, annual Packers tradition? Nah. I mean, you got the, you got the Rodgers stuff. Nothing really came to mind. I mean, playoff I di- the playoff disappointment you could say, but or you yes. know, wanting to fire your defensive coordinator. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I think like with defensive coordinator is is uh, that's just a constant thing though. That's like that's right. You know, yeah, I, that's I, not I was, even. I, I wanted to say like Brewers with runners runners in scoring position, but I'm like that's twenty four seven three sixty five. That's not right. even like no. that that never takes time off. Yeah, no. All right. What else what else do you got? What do you what what else is on your uh on so, your annual traditions list? I can move around to a different Oh yeah, totally. Well I do kind of like the fire guard thing. Oh it, yeah. it, it it just seems to be like yeah, it's we are we're in that we're in that kind of stretch right now. Oh you know, the Badgers every... have the you know, the Badgers are a good team, they're not gonna fire guard guard, but now they've lost a couple of games. Um, certainly the, the Northwestern game, they probably shouldn't have lost, but that was under kind of unusual circumstances. Super weird. Right. And um, now it's, that's gaining speed a little bit. The fire guard movement is, has a little mo and it's, uh, you know, it, it happens every year. And um, I feel like it happens in this kind of dog days, you know, middle part of the Big Ten season, a couple bad losses, everybody gets pissed off. And it probably is even worse this year because the Luke Fickle hire oh, on the football yeah. side. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, well, and I guess we've talked about it before too. Like maybe this will put, you know, a fire under Greg Gard's ass or or whatever or under somebody's ass to to maybe think about it on the basketball side, you know, to go outside the family. Um, but I don't think Greg Gard has, has done anything to be fired at this point. Uh, no. But it is funny that it's we're in that we're in that stretch. And yeah, I mean the fickle thing probably amplifies it a little bit more because you know Badger football fans and Badger fans in general, football basketball. I mean they might be a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, ready. Or, you yeah, know, you yeah. Know, yeah. No, like, they're feel they're feeling themselves a little bit, and I think. I think you see TJ Olsenberger from Iowa State, who's a Milwaukee yeah, kid, just right. dominating, and he's getting guys from Wisconsin. Like he got the uh, the Serbian kid from Milwaukee, Milan Misovic. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched him, 
uh, there was like a TikTok that went viral with him and Nick Janikowski, who's like a recruit. I don't do anything with basketball recruiting, but I watched this video and these guys like they had 67 points against like one of Minnesota's best teams. So classic East Dakota, they come to Pewaukee and they just get their asses handed to them. And I was like, this guy's like Dirk. And he like was doing dirt shots. And I, as one of my friends pointed out, he's like, yeah, I don't know if you're able to do that in college. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. But like, how, how the fuck is he now? Wisconsin Badger. How is he now Marquette Golden Eagle was like my first, first real question. So, but yeah, I, Look, Wisconsin had a pretty tough schedule. They've had a pretty tough shake. Tyler Wall's been out with an injury. They have a lot of home games coming up. Like Ohio State, which is on the road, coming up is probably their hardest home road game um, in this sort of stretch. And, yeah, I think I think they'll be fine. I, even if they, you know, do get to the NIT or they don't they don't make the tournament, I, I don't think that's an immediate, like, yeah, the like guard's out. Does guard seat get hotter? Yeah, for sure. And if Fickle does something big – year one, then absolutely. Um, there, there is definitely that. Now I was going to do a Marquette one. I, I have a Marquette one, but I'll, I'll go, I'll stay with the Badgers. I'll go to football. And one of my time honored traditions is people putting way too high expectations on Wisconsin Badgers. Like I, I saw a guy today or yesterday it's like a, from the for you Twitter section, um, which I like. I'm I'm co I'm pro uh, the for you Twitter Twitter section. I really like it. Um, he was like the act with the schedule and what he's done. Like there's the expectation for Fickle should be a Big Ten West title and you know in contention for you know a playoff spot next year. And I'm like whoa whoa like the Shannon Sharp. Uh, like uh, video, like whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, I, like I appreciate the the swagger, the confidence, but this is a this is a brand new team. I mean, if it all goes right, could they be this, next year's TCU? Yes, but here's the key operative word: if it all goes right, like it, you know, things have a tendency to go off the rails in every sport in some capacity, and so like putting the putting it on a pedestal like that, I just feel is kind of reckless and like you just need to under like I get it I I get the excitement but at the same time I feel like should they win the Big Ten West probably but could there be some growing pains because it's all brand new absolutely like you have to factor that in and their non-conference schedule is not really against the sisters of the poor those are they play they play three bowl teams like I know Buffalo and Georgia Southern aren't like again, the top tier teams, but they both went to bowl. They played against each other, I think, in the bowl game. Uh, so like they both played in bowl games. They have Washington State, who also went to a bowl game. So I and they, and that's on the road in the Palouse, which is not a not an easy place to play. So basically, you know, this is where Badger fans are just going to do it to themselves yet again, but with the yeah. football team. Yeah, I think I could probably justify the expectations right oh. now because of because of the fickle hire and all the. But I mean, people just see, oh, they got this, you know, four-star kid or five-star kid, or this this transfer from USC, this receiver, um, who was a five-star recruit or whatever a year or two ago or whatever it was. And I think that you know they're seeing all this talent come in, and you know it's going to be unfickle to to make it all work. And mm-hmm. I guess expecting a Big Ten West title, while not saying a lot. Um, yeah, it's probably a little bit too much, you know, I don't know what, what Iowa is going to look like. They're always going to be, yeah, they're always Iowa and Nebraska. It's basically, 
Iowa, Minnesota is probably what you're looking at. And Nebraska, Plus Illinois. I mean, Illinois. Yeah, is Illinois improved. was good last year. They, I mean, they did lose their defensive coordinator, who's now the coach of Purdue. But I mean, they have a lot of talent. Brett Bielema is not. Brett Bielema knows how to coach in the Big Ten. Like you, you know, Patrick fans saw it for years. He's a really good Big Ten coach. Yeah, he sucked in the SEC, but he was really good as a Big Ten coach. And Nebraska is not getting any worse. Matt Rule, like Matt Rule, didn't really wasn't that great great as an NFL guy, but I mean, the guy turned around programs. Like he did it at Temple, he did it at Baylor. For two bad programs with no reason. Well, Baylor now has resources, but back then they had like they nothing. Right. And they were reeling off the no, that wasn't the Arp. Wasn't that Arp Ryle? Though yeah, yeah, I it was, it was, the, it? yeah, I think it was after the Arp Ryle stuff where they got penalized and everything else. Yeah, you're right. It was Arp Ross. Um, and so like rules a fucking great coach. So like I, I just I can't like you're. I think yeah, that's accurate. You can't expect even a Big Ten West title because yeah, it, things have gotten better, things have leveled up, and so have the Badgers. But it's it's not just this cakewalk. It's interesting, I guess. Yeah, when you point out the new new coaches in Illinois, should presumably be. I don't know. They may have thrust themselves into a a conversation to be a perennial contender in the Big Ten West. Right. So. I mean, and shit, Northwestern every third or fourth year is pretty good. Right. Yeah. When so, the scholarships come, when you have a good scholarship year, they're not supposed to be good next year. But then you also have that weasel PJ Fleck. And then he finds right. a way to, you know, keep hanging around. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, Minnesota's 8 0. How'd that happen? Right. And, so in a couple of years, the Big Ten West could be pretty oh, yeah. incredible. Well, what's funny is they're probably going to get rid of conferences, which are get rid well, of the divisions and with UCLA and USC true. coming. I don't know, which will make me turn into an old man probably because I just I don't know. I hate I hate it. I hate the realignment stuff. I get why it's happening, but just do not like it. Oh yeah. Okay. Other uh any other ones you got uh got for us? Um I guess probably just yeah. I hate to say it, but the Bucks not being able to shoot in the playoffs <laughs> is not a favorite. It's a, it's a prominent one, but it's it's a it's a least favorite, if you will, an anti favorite, right. because it's been been a killer. I mean, even the year they won a championship, I mean, they were like the worst three point shooting NBA percentage wise NBA champion of all time, and it's like, uh, I guess that shouldn't surprise anybody, because you know they just all forget how to shoot, and I don't know. That's just the way the game is in the NBA, um, where it's a make-or-miss league. Apparently, you can overcome it, but um, it wasn't pretty. And, you know, in the bubble, which I've kind of blocked out yep. of my memory. Same. You know, it poor shooting. And 20, 2019 against Toronto, a lot of poor shooting. And it continued the next year in the bubble, figured it out in 21. And then, yeah, last year in 2022 against Boston, you know, Grayson Allen disappeared after having an awesome series against the Bulls. The, the, Bryn, the Bryn Forbes award for last year, uh, just right. good first round. And then once it leveled up, it was like, oh, shit, you're not a, a level two player. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, <laughs> I hate it. But, yeah, we attack, had, attack had, on had to, to talk about it. To tack, yeah, to tack onto that, 
it's you know the other annual tradition is trading for a guy and then he forgets how to shoot um that's yeah. uh nikola Mirotic, oh, that's that's common uh whenever we get either jay crowder or bullion Bogdanovich, like they'll just forget to shoot once they once they join the team like it's just yeah. they're gonna be off marvin williams now granted marvin williams at the end of his his rope but marvin williams also forgot to shoot like it was it, it's been it's been noted bad bj Tucker had a couple moments, but he wasn't the corner three guy that I think we all expected him to be. Now, granted, PJ helped us win a title, so I'm not trying to be critical of that, but it's just like, let's not forget, PJ was kind of a zero on offense, you know, for that championship run. Yeah, he was. He was, but again, he was not supposed to do anything on offense. Yeah, that was not no, why he no, was no, here. No, 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 and, I know. I understand that. You know, would you like to have a little more? Sure, but yeah, um, yeah. It's it's you're right. It's Miritich is the Miritich trade and the um, addition of him was like wow. We just got Nikola Miritich for Don Maker and a couple, you know, four second round picks, four yeah, second round picks, a couple and desk chairs. It was like wow. Look at look at John Horst, and then he was just awful, unplayable <laughs> by. <laughs> by the end of the uh, the run there right. against Toronto, so yeah, who who will it be this year? We'll see. We'll have to see. All right, the last one I have is Marquette in their February swoon. So I hope that I'm not embarking on an annual tradition. <laughs> uh, a trap game with DePaul looms on on Saturday, um, but Marquette since Steve Wojciechowski has really struggled in the month of February. It was classic with Wojo. He'd get Marquette up to a peak, and he would just work these guys so fucking hard, and no one really wanted to play for Wojo by February that they just trailed off, and they just would not play. And then it Scott Skiles. Oh, very much so. Absolutely. And I think you're kind of seeing it right now with uh, UConn and Dan Hurley. Like, UConn was so – like, I was like, UConn's Final Four team, UConn's great. Been awful for the last, like, two or three weeks. And I think these kids just are like, I'm fucking sick of getting yelled at. And kids are then, soft these days. <laughs> maybe I, I mean, I would love to. I'd probably, I bet there were a few years in the in Bobby Knight's day where you look at it and like Bobby had a great team in December and January, and then then the February came and it just it all it all didn't work. So I don't know. Um, I could see that, but anyways, it continued with uh last year with Shock Smart Marquette kind of fell off the cliff a little bit in in the month of February. And now I'm very much hoping it does not happen. Um, you know, they're in the running for a Big East title. They're arguably either the best or second best team in the Big East uh, with Xavier. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, – I heard uh, number one offense in Ken Palm. You bet. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, my, my Marquette tradition that I was think was a little more morbid. It was – well, it's it's very similar that we're, we're in the stretch where Marquette's fans get their hopes up. <laughs> and but you yeah. you pretty much you pretty much took that one for me i mean yeah you know, i mean good on listen you because listen we you know uh, at least you know and we uh we didn't we had uh we had a like we haven't won a tournament game since 2013 uh, i saw i saw another weasel ben brust friend's good guy but i mean kind of a weasel about marquette um, and he's, he made that comment. He's like, I might not be able to say that anymore. He's like, that's my, one of my favorite facts. And I'm like, yeah, you're goddamn right. 
and I really hope that that this year is the end of it. Uh, but just gotta keep playing just every day. I mean, but DePaul is a scary house of horrors. There have been some weird games there. DePaul pumping their chest that they sold out their arena when it's probably gonna be seventy percent Marquette fans. Like for the first <laughs> time ever, we have sold out the Wind Trust Arena, which is a new arena for them. And it's like, I mean, I get it. Like it looks good optics wise, but that that thing's gonna be probably seven seventy thirty Marquette. Like a bunch of people from uh, uh, Naperville are like, oh, Marquette's actually good. Like, and that's also like we talked before the show about National Marquette Day and conversation Shay Ken and I had yesterday. You can go listen to it and we don't need to rehash it here. But that's not only about National Marquette Day. There are going to be so many more people probably there because everybody's just on the bandwagon right now. And to your point about getting your hopes up, yeah, I think everybody is, everybody's sky high. Like, I, there is a small chance that Marquette, you know, shit pumps but, Butler next week for National Marquette Day, and I'm yelling, see you in Houston at, on the game day review. <laughs> I assume that's where the Final Four is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, maybe. I mean, you never know. That's single elimination tournament, and fucking St. Peter's made it to the Elite Eight. That's true. And, so. and, and also, if, I mean, you did finish second. Like, you, that's right, right? You finished second last year? In the Are bracket? You, yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Because that would be the ultimate if you just put Marquette in the final four just to troll me. Um, That would be, I mean, <laughs> that would be very. Like Marquette, Marquette gets a three. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, you're Yeah. I shouldn't even put this thought in your head. This, you do, you're definitely doing this. Like, this is going to happen. Uh, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, okay, real quick with the Brewer. The only one left is the Brewers. The only thing I could come up with are the Brewers. You mentioned runners in scoring position. Yeah, that's not really a tradition. It just happens all the time. Like, we just learn to live with it. The Brewers one that I'd come up with, and I don't know. I'd have to re- actually do the Brewers lack of here. lack of moves in the offseason. <laughs> I mean, that, that could be. We, we've had that. We've had that argument a few times. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm on record to say if there are no extensions done, by at least like May the 15th, I'm going to be pretty fucking cranky about the whole thing. Um, the Brewers, one I had is just falling, like just going on a losing streak right before the all-star game. Like I swear it, it, I mean, I would have to look and see if it happened often. It happened last year, right? They had it. Everyone's like, okay, you have the pirates and you have the Cubs for the next 10 days. You're, you're in it with the Cardinals, you're neck and neck. It's like, these are 10 days. They had a brutal schedule to start the year. It's like just like seven and three here, six and four at worst. What did they do? They went four and six. And then they things went off the rails in San Francisco. Josh Hader couldn't find the strike zone to save his goddamn soul. And it all, it, it all unraveled from there. Like it's the reverse of the championship DVD. It's like, if you want to see where it all went to shit, I, I could point to that stretch and, there were there was another year where they lost five. Do you remember when they got swept before the All Star game? I think this might have been the 2018 yeah. season. They got yeah, swept in five, right. a five game sweep in Pittsburgh. Yep, there was a four gamer with the double header right, on Sunday, right. right? Yeah, and they they lost some dumb games too. I mean, we I have the tagline: "Weird shit always happens in PNC Park" because it does. There are so many weird Brewer games that have happened at PNC. We could do an entire podcast on it, but. Um, that was no different. And yeah, it's, uh, man, they're, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that pirate series. I mean, the last game 
it rained, right, in extra innings or something, yep. like in the doubleheader or whatever they did. Yeah. And it was like sheeting rain, biblical downpour. And they played through it. And I forget what happened if somebody get thrown out on the bases or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a base. There was a base stealing snafu. I was in the car heading home from something and I had I had had their radio on and it was like, oh, the Brewers, you know, lose, lose again. And they've lost five straight games to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this has been a great year. Like, what's happening? And uh, yeah, it's uh, something else, man. But yeah, they uh, let's avoid that this year. I, I going into the all star break with bad vibes is, you know, not not exactly not exactly what I what I want. Right. Yeah. It, it also happened. So. This is me. I might be on to something with this being a tradition. So in 2021, so not last year, let's see here. This is not great radio, but the Brewers, right before the all, right around the All Star break, July 4th, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, and 3, 2, and 4, 2, and 5, 2, and 6. They lost six of their last eight games right before the All Star break uh, in 2021 as well. So, like, this might be, yeah, this is a budding annual tradition, if you will. Backing into the all-star break. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Well, I, I love how this transitions because we're almost at the all-star break for the Milwaukee Bucks. Full rosters back. No one's no one's hurt except while well, Bobby now is, is out. Um, so I have to figure that out. So we actually know they're not all back. But the big three is back. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And they have about, I think it's eight games. Is that right? Before the all-star break? Uh, you could be right. I don't, yes. I don't have let's, it let's in front just, of me. Let's just call it eight. Um, and, and they have a nice, up. I will say they have a nice every other night schedule for mm-hmm. a while here. Oh yeah. So. They keep, keep the folks happy. Hopefully not a ton of rest. It looks like maybe Indiana doesn't want to play their guys against us either, uh, tomorrow night, but the bucks now it's like, it's kind of go time. And I'm just checking in with you to see where your expectations are at or what you want to see before the all-star game, uh, before we get to the all-star break? I guess just some continuity and, like, hopefully get Middleton back into the starting lineup at some point. Who knows how long Bud will keep bringing him off the bench. I I don't like that he does that, Um, certainly for multiple games. I don't really get that. But, uh, yeah, just, I don't know, play, get some continuity, get things rolling. And because after the all-star break is when you start to have, and a little bit before, you know, is when you start to have a ton of these primetime games, tough matchups and stuff like that. The yep. league likes to, to save the, the big boys for the end of the year when, you know, people don't have to worry about football anymore mm-hmm. and yeah, you point. can, you can show all the primetime games. And so just kind of, I mean, keep things going in a positive direction. I mean, that, you know, they won against Denver, but no chance they win that game if Jokic plays. I promise you. I mean, they played like shit. I mean, and... I, to cut in there, like, you don't think they, they play differently if Jokic is there? Like, I understand your point. Like, I know they did not play well. I, I know. Would they that. have less than 22, 22 turnovers if Jokic played? I don't think that I, yeah, I see, like, I think so, because I think you'd play, you, you wouldn't play as lackadaisical because. The game matters. Like I just think the Bucks were kind of asleep. I, yeah, just, I, don't, I don't buy that. Yeah. But, All right. That's fair. Continue. I mean, come on now. Um, 
Better not. I mean, it better not matter that much that he didn't play. I mean, that's maybe it did. I don't know, but um, yeah, kind of slipped in some bad habits again. I thought I, I should have known that the Detroit, and I didn't really, you know, get too excited after the Detroit game that was over before it started. But um, yeah, I guess yeah, I will have to see. You know, just give me a game where everyone plays. Middleton's back in the lineup. And God forbid the opposing team plays all their guys. Ideally, a good team. Indiana doesn't really count. No, as, Indiana, as much of a Indiana's, nice story they are. Indiana's been bad. The wheels have come off with Halliburton um, injured, and it's just not been good for good for the Pacers. Uh, definitely yeah. a game, a game the Bucks should have, right? And we'll see if Indiana, you know, plays all their guys. New Orleans, it'll be a back to back for New Orleans. Um, they they have Washington on Saturday. So I guarantee you, you probably won't see Brandon Ingram in, in this game. I would imagine they keep Brandon Ingram at home. I doubt they'll play back Brandon Ingram on back-to-back nights as he's coming back. I don't know from what injury it might be knee, but um, a toe injury. Oh, I toe. saw. Okay. But yeah. I mean, and again, this is the fundamental problem. We talked about a lot yesterday, but it's like, yeah, I agree with you. It, it'd be nice. Like I, I don't know if the Clippers are on a back-to-back next Friday, next Thursday night. But it would be nice in one of if you like kind of target some of these games, Clippers, Miami. Um, yeah. I I wouldn't consider the Lakers one. Uh, definitely that Boston game on Valentine's Day. Man, that is a tough one for the the married and relationship folks. Who? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's that's YouTube highlights for you. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, we might just need. I might need to give you the give you the rock and let you do the review to review that night, and just take take the wheel for me. We'll have to talk about that. You but can anyways, find three minutes to do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, if you're betting on a on a health game with the Clippers, I mean, no, yeah, um, no, yeah, you're never gonna get that's it. A, that's a that's a poor bet. So. But yeah, Tatum just missed a buzzer beater. I know. I, 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 that game. I, God I almighty, Knicks. Come on. Knicks have done this all year. They did it against the Bucks. They, they I know. Point lead. I mean, this is what the Knicks do. This is why the Knicks can't be taken seriously. But but no, back to the Bucks. Like, yeah, it's it's gonna be really tough to like get a, a full read on that team until we see them against a fully healthy or as close to healthy roster as we can get. And I do think the league has a real problem. I don't you know, mean to go over everything yesterday, but it's like, how many, how much more can they take? Like the ratings uh, on Tuesday night were awful. It, they TNT had the worst LeBron ratings they've ever had. Like in a LeBron game, they had just a million people watch that game. Like I, I that's a problem. And, and I, I don't know if Adam Silver can do anything before the CBA, which is up in 2024, but he, he might have to. You might have to figure out something to to kind of solve this, and I I don't exactly know that answer, and I'm not paid yeah. I'm not paid enough. I'd love I mean I would love that as a job. Be like, hey, can you figure out how to stop people from resting? I I I'd try. I'd at least try to figure it out. But yeah, it's uh it's very interesting. Well, I obviously have a a lot of thoughts on go the load management conversation. Yeah, go. Well, I mean, I don't like it when my team does it. I think the Bucks are one of the worst teams when it comes to load management. Um, as far as you know, could, if it was a playoff game, could Giannis have played? Hundred percent. 
I almost, I and you're saying it. you're saying the last like ten games that he or the last ten days that he didn't play. You think Giannis right. could have played played in all in all games if those were all playoff games, hypothetically speaking? I probably. I mean, we just okay. watched a guy two years ago basically destroy his leg and come back mm-hmm. and and play in like two weeks. So, um, I'm not saying it's it's what you'd want. I I do think that there are teams like Boston who uh, have clearly come out this year and tried to make some kind of a statement, but I'll be curious to see what they're like in April and May. Right. Um, with everybody playing every night and Tatum's all uh, taped up and, you know, but good on them. I mean, you know, there's, there's not everybody does that. And I, I, I think that in terms of like league wide, the load management stuff is an organizational philosophy I, I don't I don't think you need to blame the players. I know you want to. I know it's easy, but I just believe in my heart of hearts that, and they can't say this, you know, as much as we'd love it, everybody just, quote unquote just wants transparency. But you know, may, maybe that's one way to, to help. Yeah. Um. Some of the uh, some of the anger is come out at the beginning of the season and just say these are the days that we're resting because I think there's there's a good chance that that these rest days are all pre-planned yeah. You know, once the schedule comes out basically. Right. And, but then, you know, I don't know, you're not going to sell tickets and yes. you're not going to get ratings. Right. But- and that's the, and that's the problem is like, you know, and I don't know how you combat that without the back to backs. Cause if like you, if you don't, but yeah. I, and I, and I don't, you can't make the season as like longer. And it's like, well, I think how you could. Do you- Ah, uh, I I just think I think you, you could probably you could probably cut out a couple games, right? Right. And like I think Simmons suggested 76. Now, this is another sports tradition is we're like we're in this time oh, yeah. of year where Simmons has and his cronies have to have a discussion about the problems with the league and, you know, we got to take all our frustrations out on the NBA. But if the um, but if the rate Mitch, if the ratings are continuing to plummet for the regular season, like that show it shows fan interest is at an all-time low when TV like sports t- sports and TV are like the surest bet right now. Like there were 40 I think it was 47 million that watched Cowboys Cowboys 49ers last week like it's a really good thing. Like CBS is doing golf today after work basically and they're they bumped up their tournament and they're going to have primetime golf the next two nights. Like the NBA should be able to take advantage of this and they're, they're not, I'll be very curious to see what their ratings look like for their, I think it's a triple header right on Saturday. Like those are three pretty solid games. And really the only guy that'll be missing from that is Durant and he's actually hurt. But if everybody plays, that should be, those ratings should be good. And we'll just sort of see. And that, I guess that's just my larger point is like, they, you have to take advantage of this. You have to, you have to make these games somehow matter more. And I think shortening the season would help, but I don't, are you really going to be able to sell the cheap owners that, Hey, you're not going to get as much of this gate. I don't know. Maybe with the Bally collapse, which is a whole other topic we could, we could have talked about today. Like maybe if the NBA gets involved with team deals for like, say it's like Bucks TV or something. And it's like on YouTube TV and it's on Hulu it's all on all these places and bucks get more money 
from that. And maybe that can supplant like not having all those home games. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's I very complicated. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's very complicated. I mean, I think that's just where it ended and we can, you know, move on, move forward with it. It's like, it's very complicated. It's, it's a, it's a, it's impossible to fix it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, look, yeah. you're not going to make new fans. Um, People have been shit on the NBA for 40 years. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't agree with that. I don't don't agree with that either. That's, I think that's, I honestly, trans like that's sorry sack shit. I like, I I mean, look at the ball, look at the Bucks, man. Like how many, there are so many more Bucks fans today than there were seven years ago. Like my mom wouldn't give a shit about the Bucks, but, and she doesn't watch regular season, but in the playoffs, she's there. And you can right. go out Fairweather fan and like that's okay. We're just talking casual fans. And she'd go to a Bucks game, I think, if you know was invited and, and everything else. So it's like I just I, I disagree with that. It, you just gotta win. Like I think there are way more Pelicans fans probably today than there were four years ago, five years ago in New Orleans and in the Louisiana area. Yeah, probably. So yeah, I, I mean the only way to fix it is probably tie some financial incentives. I mean, yeah. but the guys already paid millions and millions of dollars. I don't understand. It'd you know, be punishing I'm, the team. It'd be punishing the team. Like that would be that, and maybe the guys if need be. But let's uh, let's move to like just the weekend preview. So yeah, you mentioned Indiana. I, I feel like you gotta kind of take care of business against the Pacers, even though it's on the road. Um, you have you had the day off. Indiana, you know, the Buc- played a good first half against the Bucks a week ago, and then the Bucks blew them out in the second half without Giannis. Giannis is eight in this matchup he's had some massive games against miles turner basically yeah. the example about why miles turner's not never actually gets traded is because of the things Giannis Antetokounmpo does against them um so it should be a, a pretty good day for for Giannis and yeah maybe this is the time for chris middleton to start when you mentioned him on the bench darvin ham did the exact same thing to anthony davis last night against san antonio so he is a bud disciple uh through and through and then you have New Orleans on Saturday, Sunday. No, no Zion. Maybe no Manning, and we'll see with the back-to-back stuff. But New Orleans, this will be the second matchup with the Bucks and Bucks Pelicans. First time around was a lot of fun, and made a good little second screen or first screen for some diehards uh, with the NFC, where I, I think it's the AFC Championship game game going on on Sunday evening. Yeah, I mean, couple couple of good games. Indiana will be. You know, we get to go there. I'm not sure if Halliburton's playing. Um, I don't think he, so. Is he, he's having the injury I'll, or something? Uh, he has like an elbow or something. I'll look while you talk. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, again, let, I'd like to see Middleton starting by, I think, tonight. He, he, he does look a little slimmer. That's interesting to me. Mm. Um, almost makes you wonder if they put him on a conditioning uh <laughs> little bit I'm like serious yeah no like, i know like, yeah, like, I like know. a little bit of a, a pj tucker thing right um when he came where it's like all right you're not gonna play for a month and you know we're gonna get your ass back in shape and i don't know so that i mean i think it looks you know in, in the limited minutes he's played back i think he's looked looked better than he did when he came back the first time in december um so i mean that's that's good to see. Um, but you know, I don't know. Should be another interesting weekend with we'll see with the Pelicans, like you said. I don't know about 
You said they play Saturday? Yeah, against Washington at home. So, I mean, both games really don't matter for the grand scheme of things, like for Washington, where it's like they if they were playing a Western Conference opponent, it'd be like, okay, play that Western Conference opponent, win that game, and then rest the guys against Milwaukee. But we'll see. Well, you know, we'll just see. Maybe they – Willie Green seems like an older school guy, so who knows. Um, and, you know, obviously with Denver and New Orleans in the last week, is there a team you'd least like to face in the finals or you'd feel least confident about if either of those teams who are potential final contenders would uh, would make it in June? I would much rather play the Pelicans. I just think that um, the Bucks match up a lot better. Jokic has just killed the Bucks in his career and feels like, you know, Wednesday night, notwithstanding that every time we play the Nuggets, it's just a blowout. Maybe that's more in Milwaukee for some reason, but um, I just having to face Jokic in a series would, would suck. I just think that with new Orleans, you have an answer pretty much across the board. Um, But I just, I don't know if there's an answer for Jokic really. He's just so, crafty that he can beat you literally anyway and you know he's probably gonna win his third straight mvp and you know new orleans i don't know i they, they don't scare me as much yeah, maybe, it's, I, maybe it's because they the bucks beat them in new orleans this year and that was a mostly healthy i don't think middleton played no but maybe it was no i i don't think yeah i can't no, he, i think he, he went back out because that was yeah. Was that right after right. The, the Memphis game or right before it? Right before it. So yeah, maybe we did Middleton. Maybe that was yeah, he did play. So so yeah, it was it was a fully healthy thing. I think I think it's my only pushback with New Orleans is I actually think Willie Green's a better coach than Mike Malone. And I know they haven't won a playoff series, but wow. what I, I just I I need to see it. Denver is now is maybe my basketball Philadelphia. I realized I was wrong about my Eagles take. We'll talk football here in a second. Middleton did not play against New Orleans the first time. All right. So, like, I just – I need to see Denver do it in the playoffs. Like, Jokic has had some bad playoff exits. Like, does not get talked about enough that Jokic has got swept in the playoffs. Jokic has lost in five games in the playoffs. Like, I just wonder if you keep playing Jokic – do you figure him out a little bit? Do you like playing him once every six weeks is a bitch to play against, but playing him every night, do you kind of start figuring out little shit that you can kind of exploit? Cause the, the sneaky thing about him and, and his buddy Luca, they're shit defenders. They are not good defenders. And it, or do you just figure that out when you play him for a series? This is more of me theorizing about why Denver hasn't had success in the playoffs. I realize there's been some injury stuff too. Yeah, but, that was their problem but, last year. But mm-hmm. but Giannis is you know has never got swept. Um, I don't know if Giannis has Giannis lost. We lost Miami in five. So I was gonna say we haven't lost in five. But you know it's, it's you know that was one of the things Barkley always talks about on podcasts where he's like, I take pride that I never got swept. Like I, I do think that matters. Like when you're talking legacy shit, you know and. I just that's all I wonder. I I do agree, I do loosely agree with you on Denver. I just I think Willie Green's a really good fucking coach, and I think that team's good. And I haven't heard the comparison, and maybe it's because they've been hurt. But like New Orleans gives off a little bit of that like ninety five Magic vibe. They're not that good, but that Magic team 
had no business being in the finals. They were super young. They, you know, that whole team was extremely young. And maybe Memphis is the better example of this. But then they found a way and, you know, and, and got to the finals. They, and if Nick Anderson doesn't miss that free throw in game one, maybe maybe it's a closer finals than, than it is. But that ruined their psyche. But I, I feel like New Orleans is more of a comparison than Memphis, mostly because I just don't like Memphis. I like the term Gen Z Lob, Lob City. That's my favorite maybe nickname of the NBA season. Um. Yeah. So you don't consider Memphis as a potential finals team? That would be ignorant for me to say. That'd be like Skip Bayless ask. Like I can't. I. It'd be like me being Chan Sharp. You know, just hate Memphis. Like I. I have to have to acknowledge what Memphis is, and they. They're good. They just. I agree with the stuff we heard from Simmons and other people in the pod where they just need. They need some. They need some veterans. They need. They need a veteran, and we'll see if they get it. Yeah, I, and then you have like everybody's kind of on, still thinking the Warriors are, you know, some kind of dark horse, and it's like, jeez. I, I just six I, and eighteen I, on the road. That's ex- exactly right. I just need to see Golden State do it on the road, and if they they keep wanting to fuck around on the road, more power to them. But like, I just I have to see Golden State do it. On the road, so Chuck. I mean, God, the Pelicans are twenty six and twenty three. They've lost six in a row. They're nine and fifteen yeah. on the road. Ooh. So maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Dallas we, is eight and fifteen on the road. Dallas. I mean, Dallas is Jason. They're Jason Kidd, man. This oh, yeah. is all. They, there are some. There are some numbers where Jason Kidd, basically very similar to what the, what the Bucks had with Jason Kidd. And Dallas is going through the exact same shit. It's I'm, I'm excited to see Sacramento. Yeah, um, yeah that that is that team is is really good. Um, I don't know if they're just getting luck. They're just kind of having a regular season year. I think we'll just see at the end. But yeah, they have they have some dudes for sure. Wow, did Jalen Brown miss a free throw? <laughs> he did. He did. Mitch. Oh my gosh! I wow, just, I just looked up and holy cow! I was looking at. Looking at my King's schedule and see when the Bucks are out there, um, but it's not for a long time. Bring it, bring um, it. Go back, go back to Sacramento, man. We got to go back. Did you go to Sacramento when we were there out in the Northern California? No, you went to San Francisco. Yeah, no, I went to Sacramento too. Okay, yeah, I was there. Yeah, so were maybe. we all there? Uh, I don't know if we we're all there because we went to like Northern Cal, well, whatever that, that no one, no one listening to this right. <laughs> cares about that. But, uh, yeah, Monday, March the 13th. Um, so not even a, not even a worthwhile road trip. All right, let's wrap up NFL playoffs. They're here. It's final four. It's an awesome weekend. I think everybody's excited for both games. I think I hope they're a lot more like the wildcard weekend than the divisional round, which kind of sucked. And, you know, I think you could take from every one of these teams and you could have a thing from every team that the Packers could apply to, to what they're doing, um, whether it's Cincinnati, whether it's Kansas City, whether it's San Francisco or Philadelphia. And if I had to, like, put it in the, like, the one thing that I want and that I, I really think would help the Green Bay Packers – is I, I just kind of want to see a quarterback. Like, I just want to see the coach and quarterback on the same page. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers isn't on the same page with Matt LaFleur, right? 
But like Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor were kind of a package deal. Now I think Joe Burrow does a little more than Zach Taylor does. Kyle Shanahan guides Brock Purdy through everything. That is all Kyle Shanahan driven. And we've seen this oh, yeah. with multiple quarterbacks. And Jalen Hurts, I think, is all driven by uh, Nick Sirianni and Shane Strachan, their offensive coordinator. So I am I that part of like the love scenario with, you know, when Jordan Love takes over, if it's next year, if it's the year after, like I am very curious to see because there there's a reason why these guys are here. And part of it's the rookie deals, part of it's the, you know, some other stuff. But yeah, it's uh it it's crazy. Like I just need to kind of I just want to see that a little bit because they just haven't. And we haven't so, seen it in this era of the NFL where it seems like it's a little more coach driven than than player driven when it comes to quarterback position. So let me let me uh perhaps put some words in your mouth. Yeah, that's fine. Uh you you would like to see a, your quarterback play within the system. Yeah, I, I I'm just curious on it. Like I I I've kind It'd be of fun to see, wouldn't it? Right. And I mean, people use the Seattle example this year, right? Um, because Geno Smith played inside the system and that's what they hoped Russell Wilson would do, and he didn't. And then when Geno Smith did, it was like, holy shit, like this is this is really good. And that's a lot of some of the Packer fan cases is like, okay, if he if Jordan Love played inside LaFleur's system, would it be a similar outcome as what we saw with Seattle? I'm not sure. I I had I wondered that it out loud. I think I think I said it on podcasts during that time. I, I do just I kind of want to see it. It's just one yeah. of those because just because the way that offenses have developed from the start of Rogers' career to now the start of Love's career, I, I just think it's different. And I think that's a case why, like, if Love takes over next year and the Packers have a similar roster, maybe they level up, maybe they sign a couple guys here or there. It's why I, I still think the Packers could could find themselves as a playoff team. And, you know, I don't say Super Bowl contender, I wouldn't go that far. But I could see a playoff appearance still, you know, with Jordan Love at quarterback. It does feel like, um, and maybe it's like a social media thing the last five or ten years where it's like, just because you know, by social media, I mean like you know more, you see more clips and stuff on online than you than you ever did. And it does seem like it, there is pressure on like a coaching staff to scheme people open and be – like creative and like that's what happened with McCarthy at the end. It was like, mm-hmm. right. God, it just, it just, it just sucked to watch. Right. right. And, 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 it, and that was like, when you knew it was ready to, to move on from McCarthy, it was like, okay, we need to kind of enter this new era of football. Yeah. And that, and that's almost what I'm wondering a little bit with Rogers. Like I've been very in the middle on the Rogers thing. I, I think I've said it on this podcast. But I'll say it again. Like, if he comes back, great. If he doesn't, I'm okay with it. Like I am like just as much as Rogers says he's at peace with it, I'm at peace with it too. I really am. And you could say it's bullshit, but I, I truly mean it. I, I do. I can live with both. And yeah, there's just a, a curiosity angle I have with, you know, the the fact that yeah, quarterback working in a system and you're that's a really astute point about McCarthy is like maybe this is like similar to McCarthy where it was just it was just time to see the new era of football and maybe that's it yet again with Jordan Love. And it seemed like when the Packers hired Matt LaFleur, 
that's what they were getting was like yeah. this dude that I know like Tennessee when because he was with Tennessee before he came to right. Green Bay as the offensive coordinator there. I know their offense like statistically wasn't like super awesome, but who was the fucking quarterback? Marcus Mariota. I think and, so. Yeah. And like or in, T- in Tannehill maybe at that point. Yeah. So um okay, I mean, you know, you're talking bottom ten quarterback. Um but I feel like he was a really creative guy and I don't know if if his creativity is able to shine with with Rogers necessarily just because to some extent Rogers has earned the right to kind of free free will his his way around. And but at the same time, yeah, no, I'm curious too. It's like, what would it be like if Matt LaFleur had a little more power in a situation? Yeah. Um, it would be interesting to see. Yeah. So what it, what would you take if you had if you had something you're like, okay, this team does that really well and like if you could apply that to the Packers, like what what are you what are you grabbing? Well, I do like yours a lot. Um, I guess the only thing I had in mind, and I don't know if this counts. That's it's fine. pretty similar to yours, but like the Niners organizational philosophy, I really yeah. admire it. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And like they're not the only team in my life. I mean, Baltimore is good at this too, traditionally, of like having a an okay quarterback, ideally on a on a on a rookie deal but just having like good weapons and good running game, good defense, nasty defense, Baltimore, probably more so historically. Um, I don't know. San Francisco and, though is, has, has been, has had some really good defenses. Right. Can I, can I interrupt you on a Baltimore thing? Do sure. you think they're bringing Lamar back? Uh, probably for next year, but I don't think it's long-term. Yeah, I I don't think they're bring. I I think I it wouldn't surprise me if they draft Anthony Richardson from Florida because isn't like and they're not the same. Like Anthony Richardson is raw, he needs work, but he can really run the fucking football. He just needs to work on the passing side of it. And well, as a quarterback, that's kind of an issue if you ask yeah. me. But um, what do I know? <laughs> well, but I mean, Jalen Hurts was Jalen Hurts wasn't really a great passer, and he was no. pretty good this year. No, so. he was like, that was the thing. And what's also weird about the Hurts part of it is, you know, Packers could have drafted Jalen Hurts. And everybody could have. There's going to be some pinheads if Jordan Love struggles, whether it was next year or year after. They're going to be like, well, could have had Jalen Hurts. Could have had Jalen Hurts out there. Because that's how dumb we all fucking are. Like, we well, all. Everything's 2020. Everything. Oh, fuck yeah. It's like. <laughs> And so, yeah, no, I, I, I like the way San Francisco just keeps finding guys and it's really annoying because they're in our conference, but it's like, uh, I can't pronounce his name. I always butcher it. The safety, uh, Tufanga. Yeah. I don't don't even know what it is. The re the reincarnation of Troy Palomalu. Like Tufanga or something like that. Tufanga. Yeah. On Murph's board as he likes to remind you every time. Um, was on Talanoa Hufanga. 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 Funga, there we go. A little Samoan uh lesson here on tapping the keg. Uh, yeah. but yeah, like that guy, like what's like, where the fuck is that guy? George Kittle, fifth round draft pick. Like, um, they just keep finding dudes, and yeah, they've gotten lucky. Like Nick Bosa was a generational guy, like he got promoted, he was what people thought he was. Fred Warner, yeah. though, right. was a second round pick, and 
Fred Warner is fucking amazing. Fred Warner is probably the best linebacker in football. And yeah. like cover everybody. He's, yeah, he he's a hitter. He's, he's, a, he's in the middle. I mean, what right. more could you ask for? Right. Honestly, the Packers aren't really that far. I don't no. think from, from, from what I'm talking about, it's just, it'd be nice if their quarterback wasn't making $50 million <laughs> uh, to tell you a little secret. Yeah. And if he was making about half that to spread around to, I don't know, another receiver. DeAndre Hopkins would be pretty nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if what, that's happening. That's a lot of fucking money. I mean, ain't that, wouldn't that be a bitch? <laughs> they get rid of Rodgers. And then they turn around and get DeAndre Hopkins. Wow, that would yeah. be, I mean, you talk about irony, you talk <laughs> about, or. That like, would be awesome. I mean, we should maybe, I we should Just probably. Just to stick it to Rodgers for should, all, the, all the bullshit over the last. Two years. We should years. probably pocket this for another time, but like the more ironic thing would be either, yeah, DeAndre trading for DeAndre Hopkins or drafting a, a first round ride receiver with the pick you get from the Jets. That would be. I think. I think. Else. I think you would be. You would be very upset if they did that. You think I would be? If they traded Rodgers and then, and then ended up getting Hopkins with, with that money, I mean, <sighs> I don't know. I, it'd I would be like it'd be like, why couldn't you have just done that? You know, I just I think in general, I I just wonder a lot about I I, I want to I wonder a lot about like the what ifs and, and everything else, like like everybody else does. Right. And and I think one of the things I brought up when I did like the deep dive a goot, I think was that two months ago now is that every team who was like in the tops of the NFL had traded a first round pick for a wide receiver. It was crazy. How many like the Chiefs had traded? You know they they did it before even trading Tyreek Hill. Like they made moves. They've traded for it might not have been for a wide receiver, excuse me, but they've traded first round picks to get talent. The the Chiefs was Orlando Brown, the offensive tackle, so they traded a first round pick to get a generational left tackle. I wish I put him that in that category. He's not generational. He's a good player. He's like a Josh Nyman or a, a Zach Tom, maybe a little better than that. Um, but anyways, my point is. So. It, yeah. My point is, is like they they just have never kind of went out on a limb, and nope. and that's that's annoying me. And I'm more of a team guy. I I try not, but like this kind of reactive bullshit, I just don't like. Like, what if Denver hires D'Amico Ryan's as their head coach? He's a defensive guy, so that means Evro uh or Angela Evro, he's not going to be their defensive coordinator anymore. And he is extremely talented. Now, he might get a head coaching job, but he's extremely talented. He finished second to Joe Barry for the sources. Like, that guy will be an instant upgrade for the Green Bay Packers. I understand yeah. people who want Vic Fangio, but if Vic Fangio, as what, he's 70, 75, go hang out in Miami and go to Margaritaville every three days or be in Green Bay fucking Wisconsin, guess what? He's going to go in Miami. I know people don't like when I do that. They think that's loser talk, but I'm sorry. Those are the facts. Like, let's just put ourselves in that situation. If you were, if you were in the twilight of your career, would you rather live in Miami or Green Bay? Riddle me that. Sounds like you're kind of dropping the G a bit here. I mean, <laughs> you're coming, come, coming over to, coming over to my side a little bit more. You're, no, with, I, with listen, this. listen, man. Listen, you're, you're opening up here. This is let, like, uh, no, this is I, like the off season that you can take a step back and think about things clearly instead of just like. Uh, how can we win the Super Bowl at all at all times? 
Well, I mean, yeah, like, look, I, I can go on both sides of it. I mean, if you want me to bring back the G, I can tell you like this whole like, oh, Rogers is the worst Packer contract I've ever seen. Like, you just don't fucking know the ins and outs. Like, I think everybody's forgetting that there's a TV deal coming in 20, 2024. There is going to be massive shifts in contracts. All this fucking shit's going to make sense. And it's like, you're not in the room. You do not know what Russ Ball knows. And the other people that work with Russ Ball know. Like, you have no fucking idea. So shut the fuck up. Like, I I just, I really believe that strongly. Because it's just, they wouldn't have fucked it up this bad. They're too good with contracts for me to believe that they just completely butchered this Roger contract. How, how, that's just, like, I'm sorry. Like, and maybe that's just me being a little too arrogant about it, but it's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Well, and yeah, in a couple of years, 50 million isn't going to look that bad. And, um, and I don't think the Packers will have to worry about that in a couple of years, but um, like at what point with, with sports do we, do we not even disclose like the figures of someone's contract? Because I mean, the numbers are just going to make people pass out. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think like they're talking about Joe Burrow. I think it was after the game on Sunday, Boomer Sison was saying Joe Burrow is gonna get five hundred mil. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean it probably is. And like frankly, I mean, if you ask me, this might be a hot take, but it's like if you watch Joe Burrow, like <laughs> he's special, but he, not really. You know what I mean? Like right. he doesn't do much that where it's like like at least with like Josh Allen, it's like you get you know, he got the big arm and he runs it and he, you know, and he runs people over and, you know, throws bombs. And it's just like Burrow just kind of dink and dunk. It's like, it literally is like Joe Montana, Tom Brady. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. He just gets it done. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not saying he's not worth it, but it's, it's yeah. just like, wow. That's that is, for that guy. That's that is, as we wrap up, who you, who you got this weekend? Who you, who you think wins? Oh, my gosh. I think the I Niners are going to beat the Eagles. Oh, okay. Uh, so you think Big Cock Brock is going yeah, go to go into Philadelphia? In I, I've had the Niners in the Super Bowl for a month, a month I, strong now. I, I, Mitch, I just can't see the Eagles losing at home. Like uh, the dreams and nightmares are going to be playing. Meek Mill's going to get out there. Like Brock Purdy in that environment, I, I, I just don't know I, at this point. I, I have reserved the right to change my opinion, but like I. I it, it's really hard for me to see a rookie quarterback go into that environment. If San Francisco was at home, I'd probably take the Niners. I really would. I just I think home field matters in this. Mm-hmm. The only parts I can see, and then I'll let you get in with your reasoning, is Fred Warner could game rock the whole running game against Jalen Hurts, and the Eagles' run defense has been a little leaky. And those are the two things I could see see on the opposite side. I I just. I like Brock Purdy a lot. I don't know what it is. I think he's going to be their quarterback going forward. Yeah. Um, and the dude just isn't scared. And I don't know. You're right. Playing in Philly with that, those fucking fans. I mean, that's going to be wild. Um, it's just like, birds. but it's just like, I think they match up well. Again, they're they're the most complete team. And I don't know. You know, I, I yeah. think defensively they have enough to slow down. And then our secondary scares me a little bit with the Eagles receivers. But um, 
I yeah, exactly. Fred Warner Fred Warner on Hertz. I think that's should be able to slow him down enough. And then yeah, um run game of the Niners. McCaffrey, we'll see what's up with him. I guess he didn't practice. No. Hasn't really practiced yet. Yeah. He said um, he's but, like, there's no way I'm missing this game, you know. Right. All the cliche I mean, shit. Who who practices at this point? Um <laughs> You know, they're not out there. They're not. They're not out there. You know, doing the Oklahoma drill. I'm yeah. Sure. So, it's fine. Uh, and then in terms of the AFC, who's playing? Oh yeah, uh, I got who's Kansas playing? City. I'm just kidding. I got Kansas City. Honestly, I um, I do too. It's it's the I'm blessed enough to listen to national radio all the time now. Yeah, and the, you know, the Bengals slurpage is completely out of control. Uh, um, well, real quick, Mitch, I don't know if you know this, but one of the drive time shows in Milwaukee for three to six, they're not a sports show, even though they're on a sports station. Continue. Yeah, though. Right. I did see that. Uh, I saw that lovely interaction. That was good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So yeah, it's national I'll radio my comments to myself. Yeah, so yeah, I, the, the, radio, the Bengals, yeah. the Bengals sort of like, just because they beat the bills and they kick their ass and you know, it's just I like the Bengals a lot. Don't get me wrong. I think they're I think they're good. I think their defense is is pissed off and Burrow's really confident and I like him. I've always liked Joe Burrow, like Jamar Chase, the whole deal. Don't really like Joe Mixon, but that's fine. Um Yeah, yeah. Noted you know, noted piece of shit, Joe Mixon. Yeah, you know, people don't right. forget. But he's a good football player, so yep. he gets he gets to play. So yep. um yeah, I don't know. I just think that that Mahomes thing does scare me a little bit. I could easily regret that decision after the first drive where, where it just doesn't look like Mahomes can even walk like it did last week. You know, this ain't the Jaguars as you know, no disrespect. Yeah. The but, Jaguars aren't walking through that door. You know, I, the Jaguars are still a year away from being a year away. Probably. Right. Um, they might make the playoffs because they did their division sucks, but anyway, right. um, I, I'll take Kansas city. So I think you're getting a rematch. Okay. Of, uh, uh, of the the Super Bowl fifty four. Yeah, I can't keep track of the numbers anymore. Um, I, I think I think it's fifty seven this year, isn't it? I uh, I put down that it's going to be the Kelsey Bowl, and we'll just be so it'll be so insufferable. Uh, just all the Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey uh, storylines, which like I like Jason Kelsey a lot. Travis Kelsey, he's. I'm softened on Travis Kelsey. I used to think he was a try-hard loser. Now I've kind of just I, – I still try hard, but not a loser. So that's – he's graduated from <laughs> So congratulations. He only gets – he only gets one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I just – I don't know. He, he Like his, the podcast he does with his brother is pretty good. Like I, I don't well, – I don't have never listened to it, but the clips I see on TikTok like are, are, fun, are legitimately like funny and interesting and engaging. And so, like, I can't can't deny that. Like, I I gotta respect the talent. Like, game respects game here. Um, as as someone who does it all the time. Well, I I think Jason Kelsey is one of the most popular. Oh yeah, NFL players. I mean, oh yeah, Q rating through, through the just a, roof. an offensive lineman who is a goofball, but also really good, and you know whatever. Yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, I would be fine with that. I think the Eagles are good too. Obviously, I'm. I owe Jalen Hurts money, so um, <laughs> you know that's fine with me. Yeah, you know he's that's... he's he's been amazing to watch all year, and I would like to see it. Philly did just win a Super Bowl, though. Yeah, it would be different if they hadn't won 
one of the better Super Bowls, frankly. Oh yeah, the Patriots a couple years back. Um, but if they were gone for their first, it'd be kind of like, uh, oh, I don't know oh, if I'd root for but, Philly, but right, you want you maybe want to see it, Mitch. But how about this? Put, put yourself in this these shoes here. I'm gonna get you really excited if Philly makes the Super Bowl. How much pressure does that put on the Sixers? Because <laughs> then you have Philadelphia Phillies have made the World oh, yeah. Series. Eagles have made the Super Bowl. What about the Sixers? All of a sudden, Embiid's asshole gets just so tight. Doc Rivers gets <sighs> so tight. <laughs> I'd be miserable if the Sixers won the won the title. Oh yeah, if the Sixers won the title, I'm just jumping off my retaining wall. Like that's really that's it. Like the I best won't part die. Is we don't, we don't have to worry about it. I I'm very confident that they won't. So no. yeah. They're playing well right now. Like they, I mean, they were able. They yeah. did the six and oh, six and oh West Coast road trip. Yeah, congratulations. And, and, and while we're here, it's I. I didn't know if I'd get to bring this up, but I'm really annoyed that Worldwide Wob uses Degeneration X music for for the Sixers. Like that's just ripping something from my childhood and using it for a team I hate. Like I just can't can't have it. It's just not <laughs> not what I want. Like. Love the generation because he did the suck it, the suck yeah. it thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and Durant, Durant called that it is a, a disgusting act. <laughs> Durant called it a trash celebration on Twitter, and I then Embiid, Embiid replied with the Degeneration X video, which is fucking good. Like that's good shit, but it's also yeah. like don't like you're not DX. Like I mean, I I would love to see the reaction of Giannis to this. We should we should just do suck it signs all the time. Like suck it signs are great. Like I, I remember I, I don't know when I got in trouble for a second sign, but I certainly got in trouble <laughs> for a second sign. Like, oh yeah, you. I mean, that's just it. I mean, I remember I wanted a DX jersey back in the day, and my mom wanted to get me one. And I didn't know why, but if you remember those DX jerseys, they had. I got two on words back. for you. Suck it. it. <laughs> I I used to be able to do. Maybe I still can do it when I'm drunk or if I think about it. I used to be able to do like word for word when the new age outlaws came out. Cause I was a new age outlaws guy. Um, and it was like the badass Billy going to road dog, Jesse James, the new age outlaws. Like, and the, their theme music, like, Oh, you didn't know. Yo ass. Yeah. But like, you oh, know, man, just make, res- I, make wrestling great again. I, I, the 30th anniversary is on my DVR. I might actually watch it instead of sons, sons Mavericks here and might watch it while I, while I clean the house. Cause my, I've just left. Of course, it's a shithole because my wife's been gone all week. So, you know, that's just par for par for the course. Well, you better get to it, bucko. <laughs> all right. Well, we've gone on long enough. Uh, that was that was a fun way to end the show. Back next week. Um, kind of rumors. Uh, we might see uh, a, a special guest, the guy who comes on every now and again uh, before before the Super Bowl. Uh, per sources, what's Wants to come on is what he told us uh, on Saturday. Hmm. So, but we'll uh, we'll see. All right, take care. Have a good one, and uh, we'll see you Monday. Peace, peace.